airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for joining us for the Friday edition of Erin the Addison's. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. I asked her before we got started, I said, are we friends today? She's like, we were friends yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking oh, about? No, yeah. I mean, you know. It's all it's, in your mind. Well, I think the best way to deal with issues is to publicly deal with them. Yeah. That's not true. Um, <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. It depends on what it is and what's going on. I don't know. Um, what a what a great week we've had, um, you know, talking about the issue of life uh, leading up to the March for Life, which happened today in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. President Donald J. Trump was in attendance, the first president ever to participate in a March for Life. First ever. First ever since, so president okay. to yeah. participate in a March for Life. This was the 47th anniversary, 47th. by the way. So, okay. So, first president to participate okay. in a March for Life. Will, that's big, Will. That is big. That Will, is big. That's, 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 that's huge. That is huge, okay? Yeah. And and big I listened league. to his speech, big league. <laughs> I listened to his speech with JD, your firstborn son today. Uh-huh. And your son. Was he impressed? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we're going to play a clip from the speech today, but you really need to watch uh, the entirety of his presentation, just so that you get all of it. I mean, it was absolutely phenomenal. And and J.D. was just, I mean, he was taken. He was smitten by the president. Whoa. And I got to tell you, I was so glad. I was so glad that it was the type of speech that, I mean, it, it man, it, it was just, a, it was one of the president's finest moments, I think, personally. Um, his protection and his love and care for, Human life, yeah. in my opinion, mm-hmm. was on full display, mm-hmm. but it was also rooted in an understanding that our morality, our sense of morality comes from God. And so, you know, J.D. is always checking to see, for, <laughs> he's always checking for the fruit, the evidence that a person is a believer. And so as he was listening to this, he was like, whoa, our president's a Christian? Our president believes like this is, you know, and he's, he was really enamored by what he heard. And he said, he goes, I look, I know. And this is what he said. He goes, I know sometimes you've had questions about the president because I've, I've I've, I've communicated that to him. You know, sometimes the president says words that we can't trust. He said, yeah, daddy had that conversation with me. Like sometimes he says words that we can't, we can't, we can't repeat that. You know, he said, but mom, this is what JD said. You have to admit this is good. And I said, this was was excellent. I I will for sure. This was excellent. Um, I loved that uh, the president acknowledged moms. I know we're going to play a clip, and I don't want to. I don't think this is the clip that you have. Um, but the president said something about moms that I thought I was second to none. Okay. And I'm going to quote it for you here. This was the March for Life speech that the president gave today. First president to ever attend a March for Life. And I don't know who participated in writing this speech today. You know, there's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the speech writers get together, they give it to the president, the president will check it, give it back to them. And there's a whole process, you know, if you've ever looked into this or 
whatever. But so I don't know who participated in this, but whoever did, this was a, all of it was, was great, but this was just a winning portion of this speech. It, it hit home. It was dear. And I don't think that many presidents have captured this sentiment as perfectly as this speech did. I know I'm talking it up here, but this is what the president said. He said, I'm not going to try to do his voice, although J.D. tried to do his voice at home. He did. No, president. <laughs> he tried. He, you know, right. we both stink at it, but it doesn't <laughs> stop us. But this is what the president said today. He said, and to all the moms here today, we celebrate you and we declare that mothers are heroes. Your strength, devotion, and drive is what powers our nation. Hmm. And because of you, our country has been blessed with amazing souls who have changed the course of human history. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's a, a, oh, awesome my line. goodness. Because it's not about, oh, you just have to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, we're grateful for what you do. No, it shows the value and the importance and the forethought and the actual action, if you will, mm-hmm. of motherhood. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember, I, I think it was in our first, first Marriage Family Life Conference mm-hmm. where we had a Q&A panel. And one mom was there in particular who was a homeschooling mom. And there were other homeschooling moms there. But this mom stood up and she said, listen, I'm just, you know, I, there's a lot that's going on in the world. And she said, and I feel like, you know, what am I supposed to do? I'm at home with my kids. What can I do? What can moms like me in this stage of life, what can we do? And my response to her was immediate. You're doing it. Mm-hmm. You are doing it. The value and the importance of moms cannot be understated. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, I think, you know, just to paraphrase the president, our country runs on moms. <laughs> it's the fuel. Do huh? we understand that? We don't get it. We, you know, every husband needs to go home at the end of the day mm-hmm. and, and just walk in applauding. <laughs> Real just, MVPs. Just, just, you're the, come on, everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Watch, watch this, wives. I'm helping you. I mean, if you want to, if you want to give like a championship ring, <laughs> I'm just, you that's, know. That's funny. I'm just, I'm not trying to be a Brenda. <laughs> Right. Like them trying yeah, to, you know, yeah, and volunteering y'all to, to all go home uh-huh. with rings. Here, honey. Bob, don't fall for it. Man. This is your chance. <laughs> Bob. Here you go, honey. You got a budget, Bob. This is your. <laughs> don't let Brenda get you. <laughs> don't let. Don't be Brenda. This is your championship <laughs> ring, honey. This is it. I'm just, I'm just giving you guys ideas. It's a new year, new you. You can do better than you did last year. Your wife, your mom, it, you know, the, the mom. The only thing, no though, knock to the in-laws. Brenda can't say that, though. She can't be like. You know, Bob, you, you're speaking to Bob. You, you're trying to give Bob some. Uh, oh, no, no, no. You know, Br- Brenda, listen Brenda to can't me, dear. Say, you know, I, I, no, my Brenda is not going to. No, we would never do that. Okay. Some Brenda's might. No. I, well, <laughs> let me coach you here, Bren. Um, We would never do that. What we would do is say, Bob, I heard an incredible podcast today. <laughs> would you listen to this with me? That's what we would say. <laughs> and then we'd make sure yeah. there was steak present. Maybe <laughs> maybe some maybe some potatoes. Oh wow. Okay. And then as we sat down and we listened together, Brenda would get that shocked look on her face like Oh, <laughs> I, must I have missed forgotten that, that she said something about a championship <laughs> wow, ring. Brenda, that girl is crazy. Brenda is a liar. Did you hear <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, I don't know that I would say that. Can I say this? Welcome to the Friday edition of Aaron the Addisons. To Courtney, who listens to us in southern West Virginia. Courtney, I received the best <laughs> gift from you. Yeah, that's we cool. did. 
We love it. <laughs> I have posted a picture of the gift that we received from Courtney in West Virginia on my Facebook page. You got to share it on the air. Okay, the we'll Addison's share it on the air on the Addison's page. Only a few people who pay attention to the stuff we talk about on a Friday <laughs> will get this picture. That's All right. Funny. But Courtney, this is going to my keepsake box. This is one of my favorites. I will have to fight the kids because they'll want to own it. That's pretty cool. It's really cool. Probably need um, to laminate that or something. I think we need to so that we can preserve it. But I posted a picture. So if you listen to Aaron the Addison's, especially on Fridays, and you enjoy laughing with us just a little bit, um, then you're going to want to go check this out because it, it, it will make more sense to you. There'll be some people who will see it and say, I don't get it. <laughs> but for those of you who get it, you'll laugh out loud. Thank you so much for that, Courtney. We really do appreciate it. All right. Um, so President Trump at the March for Life this morning, addressing mm-hmm. thousands of people in attendance. Um, you saw Mama King, as we call her. Yeah, right yeah, behind she, him. She, I mean, she she everywhere, man. Man, I just I she love everywhere. it. She I like love it. Teasing, um, like yeah, yeah. She's like, this is what we've been saying. The Mama King. This is what we've been saying. And so, anyway, the president. Do we have a clip that we can play that our our listening audience will get to hear? Something. Just a snippet of the first president to ever attend a March for Life. The first president the first ever, ever to attend to attend a March for Life. Wow, and this is the forty okay. seventh annual. Ronald Reagan didn't. This? No, he didn't. Well, now Bob, when you hear <laughs> when you hear first. I guess what that means first. Think? I mean, you know, okay. I feel like you're sure. one of those people that when you read the scriptures and it says all have sinned, you're like, well, everybody. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. That's not true. Wow. You just said Brenda's a liar. I'm just trying to get back. <laughs> she is. Okay. <laughs> not anybody named Brenda for real. You know, no. These are our no, 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 people, no. Please understand <laughs> that Brenda is me and Bob is Will for better or worse. Okay. Those are codes for our, you know. And, it, for, and for you guys too. If you listen to Aaron Addison, if Addison's, you fall into that category, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, to the president. Brenda, Brenda knows who she is. Yeah, you know who you are. Even if her name is Something Tasha, else. yeah. Even if your name is <laughs> Tasha, you know when you're being a Brenda. Yeah, we all know. Bob's know too. Yeah, Bob's know too. All right. You know, anyway, yeah. wives and mothers, real MVPs. But anyway, back to the president. Let's listen. All of us here today understand an eternal truth. Every child is a precious and sacred gift from God. Together, we must protect, cherish, and defend the dignity and the sanctity of every human life. When we see the image of a baby in the womb, we glimpse the majesty of God's creation. When we hold a newborn in our arms, we know the endless love that each child brings to a family. When we watch a child grow, we see the splendor that radiates from each human soul. One life changes the world from my family. And I can tell you, I send love and I send great, great love. And from the first day in office, I've taken a historic action to support America's families and to protect the unborn. And during my first week in office, I reinstated and expanded the Mexico City policy, and we issued a landmark pro-life rule to govern the use of Title X taxpayer funding. I notified Congress that I would veto any legislation that weakens pro-life policies or that encourages the destruction of human life. 
At the United Nations, I made clear that global bureaucrats have no business attacking the sovereignty of nations that protect innocent life. Unborn children have never had a stronger defender in the White House. And as the Bible tells us, each person is wonderfully made. Welcome back. I mean, mm-hmm. President Trump. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. I mean, unapologetically speaking at the March for Life, the first president to ever do so. Yeah. I mean, he has he has Great. the equivalent of a fatwa on his head. Yeah. People want it. And this is serious. And I don't say this yeah. jokingly. Don't I don't want anyone to mistake me here. Um, the president has the equivalent. I mean, he has a fatwa on his head that mm-hmm. his life is being called for with like a three million dollar bounty yeah, or something. That, yeah. So yeah. this is very serious. This the time Crazy. that we're living in, you know, and for the president to say that life is important mm-hmm. and defending and protecting and standing up for life is important. And for mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. to attend that march. Yeah. I think in that person. is significant yeah. in person. Yeah. You understand? Like, yeah. I, I don't think we should overlook that moment. I, you know, and I, and I think I may have misspoken. I, I said earlier, um, we said we can't trust the president when he speaks. No, we have to be careful about what he says. That's what I meant. Oh, I yeah. meant yeah. some of the language. Of the language I, yeah. If I don't know what's coming, which we do not endorse. No, exactly. Yeah. Without apology. Right. If 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 that offends someone. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't we don't have a sliding scale. But no, I think when the president does well, and this president has been really hitting it out of the park, mm-hmm. and I have to say. I'm I'm excited about what he's doing so unapologetically. Do you know that you would have to go to great lengths to not cover where the president physically is? Mm. So I wonder how all the mainstream media will handle this, the fact that the president was at the March for Well, they're going to just talk about the impeachment um, stuff that's going on, too. Or maybe they'll be like George Stephanopoulos. Have you seen the footage? George Stephanopoulos trying to get the the um, his producers to cut away from Jay Sekulow. Jay Sekulow Mm-mm. talking about the impeachment trials, the yeah. days of our lives. And, <laughs> and and George Stephanopoulos, ABC News, is trying to get the, them to cut away from Jay Sekulow. Really? But when they do, he doesn't know they're coming right back. And he's still doing the neck wow. cutting thing. Wow. Wow. Because it's Jay yeah. Sekulow. And he's right. like, yeah, y'all don't want these problems. Right. Wow. That's the media. That yeah, they don't want you to see, you know. Isn't that insane? They'll show you all day to other people. Shift and all that. Oh, come on. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Aaron the Addison's The Friday Edition, our gumbo show. Everything goes in the pot. We'll be right back. want to see me with you he's mad when i fear you steer me to you be fast and he keeps saying juicy's trash because he knows in the end we come together like the movie crash you're the best welcome back it's the friday edition of aaron the addison's on american family radio don't adjust your dial you're fine you're fine <laughs> if you're look let me tell you something until you've had your own mother say i turn it down during the rap music <laughs> 
you don't know how to live. You know, one you're, day we're going to... You're just a snowflake. One day we're going to be the, that, that person. You think so? We're not going to be able to understand what our kids are yeah, enjoying? Like, we're going to be like, turn that down, I learn Mariah. from them even right now. <laughs> what I is learned, that? I mean, I, I kind of feel that way now. When they, when they, <laughs> no offense to the One Girl Nation crew, but when they introduced me to them I girls... I don't even know I who was, that is. Like, I was like, what is that? One Girl Nation crew. That sounds like a feminist I didn't group know, to me. I didn't know the gospel <laughs> could sound like bubblegum pop. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. One GNN. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Guys, we're not going to do this the whole we took a trip to Texas. We're not going to do this the whole trip, are we? They were like, yes. And they were like, no, we can rotate out. And then it was other girls whose voices were way, way up there in oh, life. Wow. Okay. I mean, you know how they are. So yeah. we're already there. So I understand. But my mom really did say, you know, I, I, um, I turn it down when you guys play the rap music. Well, that's good. I, I, and look, I think there's a lot of people that probably do that. Well, you miss out. We're gonna start. You coming do miss back out. With, we're gonna start coming back with important information uh, right after the rap. As music. long as you don't change the dial, you heard that dial. They're like, they still have dials. No, you don't dial anything. Okay, as long as you don't press the button to go to another station. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> don't say press. Say mash. Go full hog. If you're, <laughs> if you're you gonna talk like that, you need, don't mash the button when you're going to go uh, that way. Anyway, welcome back to Aaron the Addison. It's the Friday edition. We appreciate you listening. Uh, we'll open the phone lines up in just a little bit, but first we want to invite you. Um, well, two things. Let me do the serious first. Okay. Okay. Serious. Let me let me do serious first before because yes. I I know it's Friday, but I don't want this article to miss our listeners. I know that we posted it on the Aaron the Addison's page, but we just want to go back to it again. These are the kinds of conversations that we have with our kids, and so you know, I feel like you know, being genuine, we share this information with our listeners, and and we're trying to parent faithfully in 21st century America. You remember we talked about the cartoon from Disney, The Owl House? Yes. Well, there is a former witch, a a woman who has been saved radically Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and transformed, also came out of lesbianism, Mm -hmm. who is commenting on this Disney series and saying, parents, do not be deceived that these things become a gateway. Mm. And here is the story. And don't worry, if you want to read this story for yourself, um, we'll put a link in the in the show notes so that you can find it and you can be aware of it. But this is a this I would consider this a former insider's response to how you get sucked into this world. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, This is a CBN story. But this is how it um What's the woman? Her name is Jenny Weaver, I think is her name. Jenny Weaver. And um, she says, this is not a joke. This realm, talking about this, this, um, this unseen realm mm-hmm. is very real. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, and I want to quote her in this article. She said, I actually watched a movie that was very popular when I was in high school, and it was called The Craft. Some of our listeners may remember that. She said the movie was about four high school witches that all had power. And they had all of this control. She, having grown up in a dysfunctional home, battled depression. And she looked at this movie and the power displayed in it as a way out of her own situation. Mm. And I'm quoting from this CBN article, quote, I remember hearing these voices, just kill yourself, just go away. It would be better off if you would just die. And so I started to cut my wrists severely. Mm. I remember having 56 cuts all up and down my arms. My arms were shredded. And it was a way in my mind that I was able to escape. And then she says, cutting gave way to the demonic realm. Jenny Weaver, speaking with CBN, says eventually she became a practicing witch. Mm. 
quote, it was a demonic hold on my life that caused me to open doors to witchcraft and practicing spells and incantations and studying the religion of Wiccan. It's why I tell parents when I minister, it's not a joke when we say be careful what your children are watching. She says, I was able to research and study and go to little shops, which you (laughs) would be really surprised that you go into a shop that it's actually a witchcraft shop under the guise of tapping into new energies and new age things. Mm-hmm. And let's just be honest. I mean, we know that this is all around us. Mm-hmm. We, we do. Mm-hmm. I think there are some Christians, we kind of don't want it to be true. We, we really just like to focus on what we can see yeah. with our natural eye, which the Bible does not make any provision for that kind of dullness. Right. <laughs> if we are to be dull, it would be because we choose to be dull, mm-hmm. not because the Bible doesn't equip us to know that this is what we are battling against. We are, in fact, fully equipped. Mm. So the things that this young woman is talking about, Jenny Weaver, we know these things to be true. She goes on, speaking with CBN, quote, I was smoking methamphetamines in dope houses, sleeping in people's sheds, being torn up by bugs all day long. And I remember just crying out to God. I cried out at the top of my lungs. I said, God, help me. Mm. And she said, that's when life changed forever. God rescued me. There's no reason why we need to inadvertently become a gateway for our children to go into this realm. Right. We don't need to normalize this or make it cool. We don't need, I mean, we don't need to sacrifice our kids to this mm. for their own entertainment, for our own convenience. Right. I mean, I just thought it was very timely for her to come out and say, you know, listen. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad she did. This I'm is gl- a real realm. Yeah. And I was a part of it. And she the background that she has, you know, uh, it, it exposes what uh, the, the producers and the uh, writers of this cartoon really desire to do. They yes. want to open up our kids to all, you know, this wickedness. And I'm glad she came out and spoke very um, directly to what's happening, what's really going on yeah. in, in her journey. You know? I remember I remember being in college and, you know, at the university level is where you get exposed to all kinds of, you know, traditions and beliefs and people. Yeah. I mean, really, you know, <laughs> you are there united, and so to speak, <laughs> with with a diverse group of people, people that you've never been around before. Mm-hmm. And for some people, that can be a great experience. And for others, it can be where you then live out what was already true in your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, if you grew up in a Christian home, but you weren't a Christian, mm-hmm. now you just get to kind of live that out. Um, but if you were truly a Christian, um, you step on on campus. It's a whole new battlefield. Yeah. And I lived in the dorms the entire time that I was in college because mm-hmm. we were taught that that was a mission field right. for us. Right. Like going to another country. Yeah. And that's true. <laughs> Let me just tell you, that's true. <clears throat> I have not been back inside a dorm. Yeah. In a wow. very, very long <laughs> wow. time. I was scarred by that. Yeah, especially, I mean, I, yeah. Because I lived in the dorms too. Yeah. Because like, uh, yeah. it's ministry. Right. You're taught to be where the students are, right? And to <laughs> live among the people who need Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't, it was, you You know, had to be a witness. Now, I, I, you know, like, and it's been a while for me, but I can imagine now. But even back then, I was surrounded by people who didn't know God. Yeah. You know, but it gave me great opportunity to, to, uh witness to them the first lifestyle wise too the first semester i was in in school the first semester i had a private room a private room in my mind that was a necessity (laughs) like that was non-negotiable right so i get involved in this student ministry 
and they're encouraging students to live for Christ and to be a witness and, you know, to witness to your roommates and everything. Mm-hmm. And so they said, they said, Miki, how are you going to witness? You have a private room. <laughs> you have a room to yourself. Well, There's a like world that even, needs to see Jesus. What you said? It's not like um, I don't have neighbors. Oh, no. I, I Well, oh, yeah. it was. <laughs> you I, received the correction <laughs> or the admonishment? Eventually. Okay. Here was the thing. Here's what I didn't do. And I could never bring myself to this. I said, okay, I will have a roommate, but I will not allow for random selection. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I would not allow for random selection. You know how you can random selection and be placed with anyone? Yeah. No. I could not do it. It worked out, you know. No. And it's funny because the roommate that I did have we ended up being roommates almost my whole time in college. Like every year, we would kind of look for each other. It was like one year where I had a different And roommate. he was a non-believer. And yeah. Yeah. Man, I couldn't, I just, you know, I commend you. I commend you. I couldn't do it. I could, now I could take people younger in the faith and say, hey, you know, and I did that. And yeah. that, even that was a sacrifice. Well, I, but I, mean, I couldn't, I could not sleep. I could not lay my head down to, in a though. room with someone else who I knew was an enemy of the cross. I couldn't I, I do had it. to. I yeah. didn't have an option for a private room. Okay, no, hold on. Don't make me posh spice here. <laughs> hold on a minute. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't, I didn't have Don't op- make me Victoria Beckham. I didn't Beckham. have an option for a private room. No, was, you're not you talking to, to Kim that. Kardashian. <laughs> that was not the deal okay it was watch this i had <laughs> asthma <clears throat> and i had a medical oh uh, come no on. it's not true um anyway but no i the reason i'm saying all yeah, of that yeah, is yeah. to say that in my dorm mm-hmm. there were witches my dorm there were witches mm. and that was the first time that i was exposed to that up close and personal mm-hmm. and i used to lead bible studies in the dorms with the girls that, you know in my dorm right and there would always be this conversation about that particular room right there. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed from the girls was that there was a fear about this. Mm-hmm. Not a right caution that we don't want to go look at, but there was mm-hmm. a fear as if those girls could harm you. Mm-hmm. And so I was really bothered by their lack of understanding mm-hmm. that we don't have to be afraid of that. Mm-hmm. You understand? Now, mm-hmm. we're not going to go dabbling into that, but right. we don't need to be like greater is he who is in us mm-hmm. than he who is in the world. Mm-hmm. So I remember one night I thought we are going to engage in an object lesson here mm. and we are going to talk to those girls. All right, man. My Bible study was like, Miki, this <laughs> is <laughs> Miki. We don't want that to get on us. And I'm like, guys, that's not <laughs> how it works. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless you're the sons of Skiva. Right. And this, <laughs> you're Unless you're going to gonna go into their room and you're going to be like, hey, listen. Without, without any power. You know who Paul <laughs> talks about all the time? Yeah. That's who we're talking. No, you're going to, I mean, if you're truly a believer, then we're going to, so, and it was an incredible time. So y'all did talk to them. Well, not all of them went. Some of them thought I was crazy. But the ones who went, it was just you? No, maybe two others. Okay. And how did it I'm go? I'm a little bit fuzzy on the details. Um, It was, let me just say, honestly, it was very intimidating. Mm-hmm. It was very intimidating mm-hmm. because the witches knew that we were Christians. Mm-hmm. So they expected us to be afraid of them, which to me is automatically a challenge. <laughs> it's automatically a challenge. You, all, you know, you throw down a gauntlet because you think I'm afraid of you because I'm a Christian. Mm. So, you know, it was the it was the time with the dark lipstick to show that we are, you know, so right, all of right, that right. can be very menacing when you see it. But I wanted us to understand also that we come from the angle of love. Mm-hmm. We're not going there to win 
right. an argument yeah. or a debate, exactly. you know, or to show that our God is great. I mean, it wasn't a Mount Carmel moment. Right. Yeah. We, 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 <laughs> Put some water on this we, floor. No, nah, we didn't. <laughs> the God that answers by fire. He is the... Man, that'd have been powerful. There could have been, <laughs> there could have been a lot of different situations that would have happened in the dorm that would have shown that you know <laughs> there are opportunities for it. The dorm was the dorm. Yes. All right. And I grew a lot in yeah, that kind of situation. I did too. All right. Anyways, um, <laughs> what I'm saying, my bottom line is this: you know, we raise our kids, <clears throat> mm-hmm. we you know teach them the reality that there is a realm that we do not see and we don't play with that. Now, that's not the same thing as fear. That's not the same thing as walking around. Um, you know, like, oh, it's going to get me. I'm, I'm afraid and all right. of these things. And, and right. that's something that I think is a difficult balance to communicate with your children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're like, well, what is this? You know, and, and how do we approach this? But you do that by instructing them and training them in the word of God, training them in righteousness. So you don't want them to be afraid to live in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you understand? Right. We're not keeping our kids from these things because we want them to be afraid to live in the world. Rather, we want to teach them how to engage in a culture that is hateful toward God. Right. A culture that rejects God. So anyway, I'm I'm very glad that this former witch. Yeah, it's good that she came out and said, exactly. no, this is real parents and you need That's to awesome. be concerned. You know, Disney Praise knows exactly her. what Disney is doing yep. to order a second season of this cartoon, even, even before, before the it, first episode yeah, aired. Yeah, they know what's up. Who does that? No yeah. one does that. Right. All right. Um, on the other side of the break, we'll open the phone lines up. We can have a little bit of conversation with our listeners. We want to, this Friday edition, do a little bit of lighter show. Okay. But before we do that, yeah. I would like to engage you in a friendly round of this or that. Sure. All right. Let's do it. This or that. This Ready? or that. Now, are we doing the type of round where you have to give me your immediate answer or Ooh. do you get to think about it a little bit? You can't think long, you know. No. Uh, <laughs> when what, did I tell to go off. what did I tell uh, you early on in marriage? Oh, I, yeah. I would, <laughs> that's not fair i would right. ask will a question i know and it and would expect take the immediate answer like i'm i'm not an immediate answer type person so what would i say to you i don't remember what would you say to it me? rhymed i would say hesitation is confirmation oh yeah but see the question was not fair say, that's not true not fair questions i okay, won't go tell ahead. people what the questions are go ahead It'd be a brenda move so you um, want to start or how, how are we going to do this do you want to ask me some questions too i have questions too so okay you... great well then i'll ask you my this or that okay extreme hot or extreme cold mm. extreme cold really really extreme yeah because there's only so much you can you can you can adjust for extreme cold you can keep layering yeah on extreme hot sherry, you only can go so far sherry you say extreme <laughs> hot okay sherry says extreme hot all right, go ahead. You you ask me one then, if you want to. Oh, see, that's one. that's an easy one. Well, okay. I was just trying to. Well, mine are easy compared. To, uh, catfish or salmon? Oh man. Catfish or salmon? I feel like all my law keepers are looking at me, going, "It must be <laughs> salmon." <laughs> I know you don't eat something. Catfish that or is salmon? A scavenger. Come on. Okay, look, that's really tough. <laughs> oh come on, that's not really tough. Who's making it? <laughs> that doesn't matter. Man. Oh. Catfish or salmon? My public care is saying salmon, <laughs> but my private love is saying fried catfish. Mm. <laughs> mm, cocktail sauce. Mm. <laughs> so, which one? Oh, well, that was not an answer? Oh, that's, oh, catfish. Okay. Oh, well, but salmon. <laughs> no, you got to pick one. You, you're cheating. Man. All right. Man. You got to pick one. I didn't do all this. Catfish only if it's fried. 
there's no other way to, to okay, prepare. Okay, catfish. All right, I we got to grab the break. I got some more for you. Aaron okay. the Addison's The Friday Edition, lighter show on a Friday, American Family Radio. We'll be right back. What does it take to live an uncommon life? Here's former Super Bowl winning coach Tony Dungy with today's Uncommon Moment. Leading a team to a Super Bowl win is considered the pinnacle of an NFL coach's profession. And I'm fortunate enough to have done that. But that was never an all-encompassing quest for me. I wanted to win, of course, but significance isn't found in things like winning a Super Bowl. It's found in focusing on the priorities you know are important. God measures success by how faithfully we follow Him, not by outward accomplishments. When our hearts and our actions are true to our callings, God considers us successful. And in the end, His is the only scoreboard that counts. Tony Dungy, author of the popular Uncommon book series. More at CoachDungy.com. That's CoachDungy.com. If you want to talk to Brenda or Bob, (laughs) 888-589-8840. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. Never a Brenda. Never, ever. Just as gentle and sweet and direct. Yeah, right. She's going to take your calls today. You can talk to us. The lighter show we do on a Friday, and we would love to spend some time with you. We're going to get Sherry on the air. We will. She's she going to be on here soon. By popular demand, Yeah, actually. somebody actually asked about Sherry B. They sure did. They yeah, were we like, you guys talk there. about Sherry B. We want to hear from her. Yeah. We just don't want Sherry revealing any trade secrets. <laughs> 888-589-8840. Y'all know Miki's hair is fake. I feel like that's what Sherry, that's not true. Right. Will, you took too long with the right. I was laughing. Okay. I thought it, no, I thought it was it preposterous. To, yeah. to even cut that short and get in there quick with right. That was funny, man. Okay, well, I can't. I I don't feel safe. Oh my All right. Goodness. Anyway, welcome back to Aaron right, the Addisons, the where Brenda and Bob are both both very sensitive <laughs> on a Friday show. Uh, you want to talk to us? You can. First, let me say this: Happy belated b- birthday to one of our producers, Jade. Oh. And um, I appreciate Jade so much. Jade yes. turned thirty on the twenty second of January. Yes. But she has the flu. Yes. And so I want to say so much about Jade right now. We appreciate her because she helps us put together the shows that you enjoy, that we hear from you. Um, This is Jade, and and we are so grateful for her. She Mm -hmm. knows our style. She Mm -hmm. knows the issues that we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. So she presents, you know, possible guests to us. And, I mean, basically we just, we go through and say yes, and then she organizes them and puts them on the days. And and she was even still doing this while she was out with the flu, making sure that everybody knows what's going on. I mean, it's just incredible. And so I just want to say publicly that we love and appreciate her so much, and we thank God for her life. She turned 30. 30 is a big deal. Yeah. And she was battling the flu yeah. on her 30th birthday. Yeah. And so anyway, I just want to publicly say thank you to Jade Hollyfield. She's a blessing to us, a blessing to the Ministry of American Family Radio. Um, Marriage Family Life Conference is coming up June 25th and yes. 27th. You do not want to not register. Yeah, go ahead and register. Uh, it's going to be June 25th 
through the 27th. Mm-hmm. You can go to marriagefamilylife.net and get all the information there. They have, there's a tab that says register. It'll bring you to the uh, registration page. You can go fill that out. Make sure you fill it all the way out. Yes. You know, we need that information. And uh, it's going to be a great time. Uh, the lineup is going to be great. Yeah. Of the speakers and the things that we have planned, the panel discussions and all mm-hmm. of that. It's, it's going to be something that you're not going to want. You, you don't want to miss it because uh, even in the, the, the past couple ones, people have really said how it encouraged them, you know, helped them. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just going to, this one is going to be even, even better. So go to marriagefamilylife.net and uh, register for the conference. And uh, I'm hoping to see all of y'all. Yeah, there. it's great. It's a family. It is a family it's reunion families. is what it feels and it's like. And for families, you know, families for come. children as well. We have a uh, youth Children's apologetic track. Mm-hmm. track. That's right. And so um, that's something that we because we wanted whole families to come. So yeah. uh, you don't have to find a sitter for your kids or anything like that. Bring them, you know. Now, you know, along. we say that, Will, but inevitably there will be singles who will say, well, can I come if that's I'm not true. married? Yes, you can. We want to say, yes, you <clears> can <throat> only because we thought it was a given. Right. Usually it's parents with kids who have to check and see if they're welcome. Yeah. So usually. The singles among us, or even the married without kids, can move about freely. Yeah, you and know you what I know, mean. Yeah, you definitely singles can come. We have some plan. You know, I, I know I talked to Laura uh, Petherbridge, and mm-hmm. she's going to cover a whole array of topics. You know, singles, married, blended families, and all of that. Great. And uh, and the, the for the children's track, it starts at four. Uh, years yeah, that's old. right. Four to seventeen. Um, but man, if you have younger kids than that, bring them. You know, like we had babies in the general in thing. the session it doesn't bother yeah, us. yeah we don't mind it doesn't bother so, us right it, it didn't bother me right no I'm used it, to it, and but. it doesn't bother our speakers either <laughs> no no bishop ew jackson will be there yes if you can't preach while a baby is crying <laughs> well something wrong with you <laughs> in in bishop jackson's words please leave no, I'm, kidding. I'm sorry, guys. That's not that's not that's not what I wanted to say. All right. We got to go to the phone lines because we right. got the phone line stacked up. Where do we go first? Will the great. Let's go to Sue in Texas. Hi, Sue. Yes. Hey, um, earlier this week. OK, just to say I'm post-mortive multiple mm-hmm. abortions um, and but from back in the 70s. Wow. So way back at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, grew up in the church, all that Uh you know, got saved somewhere along the line in my, you know, mid, uh, probably 30s or so. Um, but, you know, I mean, I knew about God, I knew about forgiveness, I knew about all that. Um, um, my, I think my, my, the real point came for freedom for me was during a study on uh, Paul, mm. when realizing that he had killed thousands of people, and the Lord forgave him that um and the main the main issue was more along the lines of that that you just you just didn't talk about you just didn't talk about these subjects mm-hmm. so um so struggling and dealing with things had more to do with the, the silence of the church the silence mm-hmm. of believers and mm-hmm. um but the one thing that your um your guest said earlier this week mm-hmm. that that i really wanted to to, you know, you tell me if I'm wrong. When she said that we have to forgive ourselves, um, never through all the decades of the struggle that I went through did that thought ever cross my mind. It's a, 
to me, I see it as a new fangled type thinking in the, you know, the Christian realm. Um, growing up in the church, you know, all the years that I did, uh, the only thing that was ever discussed was, was God forgiving you. And when I came to the point of really understanding that God could forgive me, mm. just like he did Paul. Um, so I just, I just want to ask, I just want to challenge the Christian, Christian community. Is this biblical oh, that, we, that we seek God's forgiveness and seek our own forgiveness? A couple of times I had done studies on, you know, post-abortive, um, but when I looked back on those after doing this one, this last study that I had done years ago, um, I saw that they were all workspace. Mm-hmm. It was God's forgiveness and something. You wow. had to have, you had to go through a, a funeral ceremony. You had to go through, you know, you know, forgiving yourself processes. And there was never freedom. There was never freedom until I really came to understanding that God could forgive me, just like just like someone in prison on death row for murdering somebody. You can be forgiven, mm. but so. forgiveness doesn't. There's no freedom in me forgiving myself. So why do we permit that as as an as a God forgiveness and thing? Sue, I got you. Let me jump in because I hear what you're saying. I got you. And and I don't disagree with a word that you're saying. I think you're right. I think that there is um, a newfangled type of understanding of sorts. And I agree with you that we seek the forgiveness of the Lord. We don't need to have this, you know, I'm forgiving myself. And I'm but I do think and, and maybe to um, Karen's point earlier in the week, I think there is this idea that I cannot let go of what I did. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a reverse type of pride, actually, mm-hmm. that I've got to hold on to this. I cannot be forgiven. And so to give the benefit of the doubt, I would, I would imagine that it falls more into that category. But I agree with Sue. There is a lot of new age thought kind of mixed in with what, you know, is supposed to be a sacred understanding of the Lord and mm-hmm. his forgiveness mm-hmm. extended. Also to Sue's point, and we'll go back to the phone lines, the Apostle Paul's life before his conversion is, apart from the recording of Jesus's uh, crucifixion and his resurrection, is the most recorded account in the New Testament. It Over and over, the Apostle Paul um, gives this account of how he lived before and then what Jesus did. It is critical in our understanding that the Apostle Paul saw himself as the chief of sinners. Mm. And I think Sue makes a great point in, in drawing our attention to what the Lord did in the Apostle Paul's life. And because we know that he can and did forgive the Apostle Paul, who said of himself, I'm the worst or the chief of sinners, that forgiveness is available for all of us who will come to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not come to the Lord Jesus Christ and then do. Mm-hmm. It is come to the <clears throat> Lord Jesus Christ receive his forgiveness, mm-hmm. believe that he was raised again for our justification and you are saved. And, and I'm glad Sue is saying this is something that in teaching the kids this morning, we were talking about justification, being saved by grace through faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is key. And a lot of people don't understand this. Yeah. So thank you, Sue, for your point. I really do appreciate it. Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to Richard in Arkansas. All right, Richard. Hi there. Hi. 
The reason I'm calling is um, I wanted to talk about the fact that as fathers, we have no rights to protect the life of our unborn. And sharing that from my own personal story, uh, before I was a uh, Christian, I made my girlfriend have an abortion. I said, I, will, I made it and I can kill it. That was my heart. I accept Christ, realize uh, what my, you know, just the wickedness of my own heart. And then uh, we get married, and she gets pregnant, and she wants an abortion, and I had no say-so whatsoever. Mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you know, Richard, we've <laughs> actually had this conversation before. And, and let me tell you what some of the discussion mm. is. Mm. And, um, you know, especially with, with people who are engaged in the pro-life fight, um, there is the question of, uh, paternal rights mm -hmm. in the case of where a woman has been raped, right? And she carries the baby to term. She gives birth to the baby, but then the rapist wants to father the child, wants to be there present in the child's life. And I think that's where some of the discussion comes in as far as the access goes. But I agree, and, I, and I don't, I'm not exactly sure what our brother Richard is, is suggesting that should happen but I think that the father should have every bit yeah. as much of the right as the mother to not have the baby terminated. Right. Um, there was a case. Do you remember? Was it in Alabama where this young dad whose uh, girlfriend wanted to abort their, his baby and he sued for the right to protect his baby? And I want to say it was in Alabama. I'm okay. fuzzy on that. Someone can call in or message me and let me know. But I believe that he won. He won his case in that she was not allowed to terminate that pregnancy because of his parental rights. Mm. So unfortunately that wasn't the case for Richard, but you know, I think dads should have a say in that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, like you said, before he was saved, you know, he felt like he had all the right to say, you know, I want to kill this baby or whatever. And, you know, it's, and he was just as a part mm -hmm. of this as, as she was. Yeah. So I think, yeah, if, I don't know the the laws and all that kind. Of, oh, no, how that goes, I. but yeah, I would think that the father should have you know a, a great uh, right in, in, in the say so of if a child you know that a child can't be aborted. This is in part what the dad in Texas was fighting for with his son. The the mom wanted him to go through these you know mm -hmm. hormone replacement therapies, um, and the father wanting to exercise his parental rights to protect. His son. Well, I don't it, see this as dissimilar. And the big, the big thing is women's choice. Yeah. So maybe that is supposed to override what even the father that want to keep uh, the baby yeah. has to say. I don't know. Yeah. Unfortunate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss, Richard. Yeah. Um, let's go. Where do we go next? Will the Great. Let's go to Sue in Oregon. Hi, Sue. Hello. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting here nodding in confirmation because. Uh, one of my statements was about the forgiveness of the uh, person who has committed the abortion. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of guilt and all that stuff that goes along. That, uh, clear back clear back before Roe versus Wade, the, the women who had backdoor closet abortions, are you know, they were living with that mm. and not being able to tell anybody mm. that that had happened. And mm. they're living in that guilt and that fear and, and uh, but the other one other statement I I wanted to make was I think when President Trump in his first week of office came out pro life I think it scared the enemy mm. and that's when they decided 
they had to get rid of this man. Mm, thank you so much for your comments, Sue. Now, I think, though, I will say, and I think there's some truth to that, but I will say, to Sue's point, um, I think if, if you go back even a little bit further, Sue, the, the witches started in even before he was inaugurated. <laughs> they were doing binding and hexing things yeah, outside of crazy. Trump Tower. Um, so I don't know what you do with that. Yeah. But you know what I mean? They, there's a target on the president in many different ways. Let's try to squeeze in one more call. All right. Uh, Janet in Texas. Hi, Janet. Hey, Bobby and Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I was just going to say, uh, everyone across America, call your governors. I know here our wonderful governor, Greg Abbott, his legislator, there were other people in the legislator, they passed no more funding to Planned Parenthood. I confirmed it today mm. from Austin. And uh, if I'm just saying, get we the people must be a voice Amen. to our representatives and saying, Tell our legislators, everybody, our governors and legislators in our in our states, we do not want any more of our tax dollars going to support murder. It's called the abortion is murder. Oh, very good, Janet. Thank you so much. Man, Texas, stand up. Mm -hmm. Great job. All right. Well, we're out of time until Monday. Lord willing. God bless.